With Long Island local news on Tuesday, August 1st, 2023, I'm Gianna Volpe. Governor Kathy Hochul, New York State Attorney General Letitia James, and New York City Mayor Eric Adams announced yesterday that $485 million would be spent to avert gun violence, including an ongoing program to deploy violence interrupters such as reformed gang members to quell street beefs. Quote, they may have had time in jail, they may have been part of a gang, but they also know that they're the ones who can be the trusted voice in a community where young people will trust them more than they're going to trust the mayor. And the governor, Governor Kogel, said the violence interruption program supplements but does not supplant policing. Quote, it's not just a policing issue, Hochul added. Matthew Chase reporting on Newsday.com that three leaders announced that the program would also fund early interventions such as mentorship, housing, help accessing public benefits, money for parks, public spaces and playgrounds, employment and mental illness treatment. In other news, Suffolk County District Attorney Ray Tierney, who has taken the lead role in the high-profile arrest and prosecution of a suspect in the long unsolved Gilgo Beach murders has begun referring to it in campaign promotions two years before he's up for re-election. Vera Chinise reporting on Newsday.com that an email sent Friday by his campaign committee, Ray Tierney for DA, thanked donors for their support and suggested the July 13 arrest of Rex A. Hureman, the Massapequa Park resident who has pleaded not guilty, would have not happened if Tierney were not in office. Tierney, who is not registered with a political party but is backed by the GOP, defeated incumbent Democrat Tim Seney in 2021. Quote, without your support, I wouldn't be where I am today, and this this significant case would likely not have been solved, the email states. Kierman's arrest has received international news media coverage. Tierney, Suffolk County Sheriff Errol Toulon, a Democrat, and Police Commissioner Rodney Harrison, an appointee of Suffolk County Executive Steve Ballone, also a Democrat, all have made network and t- cable television appearances. Tierney, a former federal prosecutor, has announced he will lead the team that will prosecute Herman, who could seek bail at his scheduled court conference this afternoon in Riverhead, the second time the Manhattan architect and alleged Gilgo Beach serial killer's case will be in court since his July 13 arrest. Nicole Fuller reporting on Newsday.com that Herman 59 of Massapequa Park was ordered held without bail at his July 14th arraignment where he pled not guilty to first and second degree murder charges in the killings of three women. Melissa Bartholomew, Megan Waterman, and Amber Lynn Costello, whose remains were found in the Gilgo Beach area in 2010. Authorities have also named Herman, who is being held at the Suffolk County Jail in Riverhead, as the prime suspect in the killing of Maureen Brainerd Barnes, whose remains were found with the three other women, collectively known as the Gilgo Beach Four. District Attorney Tierney, in seeking to have Herman remanded, alleged Uh, that he was both a flight risk and a continuing danger as he allegedly continued to communicate with sex workers on burner phones, followed media accounts of the police investigation into the killings, and had ties to Las Vegas and South Carolina, where he owned properties. Quote, for all these those reasons, we feel that the urge, this, this, this defendant's urge to flee the jurisdiction, is proving irresistible, and that's why we're asking for Remand status, D.A. Tierney said at Herman's arraignment. Again, Herman's case will appear at 2 p.m. today before Supreme Court Justice Timothy Mazai, known for his no-nonsense style toward defendants and both prosecutors and defense attorneys alike. And finally, representatives from CAT, Calverton Aviation and Technology, will update Riverhead IDA and residents on their current vision for the proposed project at Calverton Enterprise Park next Monday, August 7th, according to the IDA. Denise Civiletti reporting on RiverheadLocal.com that the Riverhead IDA requested CAT representatives make the presentation at the public information session, which will take place at Riverhead Town Hall on Monday, August 7th, immediately following the IDA's regularly scheduled meeting beginning at 5 p.m. 
A public comment period will be provided, but this will not be the IDA's public hearing on the application, which will be held at a later date. Participants may also attend the August 7th meeting via Zoom. Uh, You'll need to email the Riverhead IDA by close of business this Friday, August 4th for the Zoom link and log on instructions. Pre-registration required for those virtually attending. The public information session can also be viewed live on the Riverhead Town website. A prior public information session held by the Riverhead IDA May 3rd at the Hotel Indigo was packed with residents who spoke out against the plans presented by CAT at the September 2022 Riverhead IDA meeting. The plans presented last year depicted the development of 10 million square feet of industrial commercial buildings at EPCAL, mostly comprising logistics and distribution buildings, to be accessed by jets delivering freight to the site, which according to CAT's presentation to the IDA would be shipped via tractor-trailer to other warehouse facilities in the region. Uh, Reading the weather on the North Fork, I believe. Hold on, let me just pull up the weather. I think we're going to have someone from the Long Island Wine Council, whether that's Kareem Masood or someone else. Uh, They are celebrating 50 years of the region and have a grand tasting coming up looking like a sunny Tuesday with a high near 80 degrees northwest wind 7 to 9 miles per hour tonight mostly clear with a low around 59 degrees north wind 7 to 9 miles per hour right now it's 71 degrees I'm Gianna Volpe uh let's see these are the Ozark Mountain Daredevils Billy Eilish and Kenny Hoopla on deck before a nice uh, grouping of local artists. We've got Travis McKevney, Jack LaCitra, Nancy Atlas, John DeVello, and Nico Patton all in a row here on the Lost Edition uh, of The Heart, the morning and midnight show, featuring music from all decades and genres and interviews with folks from all walks of life, recorded live from the heart of the East End, the WLI WFM studio in Southampton, New York. Stay with us.
steps of a vacant house Holding at my hand for a key How was I to know when I got up to go The landlord said it was free Lost cabin From the Ozark Mountain Daredevils to Billie Eilish, you get a little bit of it all right here on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM, the heart of the East End. Something's in the air right now. Like I'm losing track of time Like I don't really care right now But maybe that's fine You weren't even there that day I was waiting on you I wonder if you were aware that day Was the last straw for me and I know I sent you flowers did you even care? You ran the shower and left them by the stairs. Ooh. Yeah. Thought you had you together, but damn, I was wrong. You were nothing but a lost cause, and this ain't nothing like it once was. I know you think you're such an outlaw, but you got no job. You ain't nothing but a lost cause, and this ain't nothing like it once was. I know you think you're such an outlaw, but you got no job. I used to think you were shy, but maybe you just had nothing on your mind. Maybe you were thinking about yourself all the time I used to wish you were mine But that was way before I realized Someone like you would always be so easy to find So easy You got no job 
Lost Cause section of the Lost Set List here on the Heart Morning and Midnight Show. The Heart, recorded live from the heart of the East End, the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York. We have one more track before we enter the Locals section of the Set List with Travis McKevney, Lost Cause, Lost Sheep, Lost Highway, Long Lost Lucy and Lost and Found by Travis McKevney, Jack LaCitra, The Nancy Atlas Project, John DeVello, and Nico Patton. Uh, first, one more Lost Cause track. But let's look. Looks like Kenny Hoopla with Grandson. Uh, we should have Kareem Massoud from the Long Island Wine Council or Long Island Wine Country, I believe is the new branding of it. Uh, celebrating 50 years of Long Island Wine Country. We do have, uh, I think, let's, let me just, let me just double check the schedule here. Okay, so Friday, August 18th, we have uh, some royalty as far as the Long Island wine country is concerned. Uh, Louisa Hargrave, I believe her son Xander is going to join us. And one other, we'll see who joins us that morning. Uh, That's a bit closer to when the grand tasting takes place. I think it's the 19th. But we'll find out a bit more. We wanted to let you know a bit further ahead of time. Uh, So we've got Kareem joining us in just a couple minutes. But first, let's play that track. I'm Gianna Volpe and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM News. You can trust music you love. You're just a lost cause 
Kenny Hoopla with grandson leading us into the bottom of the 10 o'clock hour. A little after 1 o'clock if you're listening to the replay. Means it's time for our Tasty Tuesday segment underwritten by Southampton Arts Center. Very grateful to welcome on my brother in Bluey as well as you're the president of Long Island Wine Country Cream. Is that right? Correct. Correct. Okay, so president of Long Island Wine Country, as well as the man over at Pominock and Palmer. Have you guys all come under the uh, Pominock label? I imagine you'll keep the Palmer label, or how will that all work? Uh, they're they're going to re- remain separate wineries, two brands, two separate businesses. Uh, my owns and operates both as a winemaker for both. Uh, my brother Nabil is a vineyard manager, but they, they're sort of two separate wineries. All right, cool. So just make sure, I don't know if you're on speakerphone or anything, but I'm losing you sometimes. So just... Uh, okay, let me uh, address that right f- now. Find a, find a, uh, that, a wonderful... It's okay. And then uh, make sure you're in one spot, no speakerphone. Very grateful to have you. Uh, a reminder, if you haven't already noticed, there are new Bluey episodes that have dropped in the last week or so. I don't know if you've seen them yet. What was that? The Bluey? Did you say there's, Bluey? There's new Bluey episodes. There's like seven of them. <laughs> Have you noticed? They're, they're, I definitely noticed. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, so we're here to talk 50 years of Long Island wine country. I know you've got the grand tasting coming up on the 19th. Is that right? Exactly. Uh, Saturday, August 19th at Peconic Dwayne and Kutchuk. I am. I'm still losing you a little bit. Do you want me to, like, play a track and maybe okay, call okay, from a different... Okay, Let me see if... Uh, is, that, is that any better? That is so much better. Okay, so we're talking Peconic Pay uh, Vineyards. Is that owned by Slaviev? It's across the street from yes. King Colin? Yes. Yes. Yes, exactly. All right, our our local our local land barons on the North Fork, the Slovia <laughs> family. I hear they're very nice. I think they own uh, the Christmas tree shop now, yes. right? The yes, the Christmas tree farm, I believe. Yes. All right, so very cool. So tell us tell us everything about uh, not only the grand tasting but this grand tradition we've had for half a century out here of growing wine. So exactly, it's 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 uh, in some ways it's hard to believe it's been fifty fifty years since Alex and Louisa Hargrave planted their first grapevines in Kutchog, and you know over these last five decades we've seen, you know, dozens of wineries uh, uh, develop and uh, over three thousand acres of vineyards planted, producing wines of really high quality that have been recognized internationally. And so we are celebrating the occasion with this big 50th anniversary celebration on August 19th. And uh, there will be wines from, um, you know, from many of our member wineries. Um, this is going to be a walk around tasting event featuring the best of Long Island wines paired with uh, small bites from local restaurants. And it's all going to be a, essentially a bit of a pairing where there will be various wine stations paired with uh, different restaurants preparing preparing different small bites, and um, you know there's it's an event you don't want to miss if if you're a Long Island wine lover, but also if you're new to Long Island wine, this is a great opportunity to really discover not only the wines but the people behind them. This is fantastic. This really is a not to miss event when you consider that uh, everyone, well, not everybody, but but uh, just about everyone will be there. Yeah, exactly. It'll, there'll be winery owners, the, the winemakers, uh, some of the vineyard managers, the growers, and uh, not to mention winery staff who, you know, people who are uh, wine club members at various wineries are going to recognize uh, a lot of faces. And uh, But again, even if you're not an insider, so to speak, or a diehard follower, even if you're relatively new, this is a great opportunity to discover the wines and the people behind them. And there's, and I really love the collection of food purveyors that will be present 
as well. As you mentioned, for folks that are new to the area, this is really a nice way to to meet your neighbors and really know uh, what the landscape looks like out here and tastes like. Um, is it going to be like uh, the celebration where you specifically pair um, one purveyor with a winery or will it be more like – uh, you know, you no, you choose no. your pairing. You you. So, okay. so we're 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 very we we deliberately decided to change it change it up this time in the following sense. Since this is a a Long Island wine celebration, we're sort of presenting Long Island wine as one entity. You know, uh, yeah, one entity like a, a as a brand as a as a unified uh, uh, you know industry. And therefore, instead of having, you know, each winery having its own table, we're grouping the wines by wine style. Oh, wow. Uh, well, yeah. I love so, that. So, and so, uh, you know, there's going to be a few different wines, wine tasting stations where uh, we'll have um, uh, bubbles and minute, uh, maritime minerality and fermentation station and cellar treasures. Uh, we're going to have like, you know, these type of stations. Where you'll find, um, if you're in the mood for, you know, for bubbles, you go over here. If you're in the mood for aromatic whites, go over to this table, and then that'll be paired with, you know, one restaurant or another. That's fantastic. That's very smart. I, I love that. That's how it's going to be done. Cool. Yeah, we're we're really excited about it, and um, you know, tickets are are on sale right now. Uh, you can find tickets on our website at liwines.com and click on the 50th anniversary tab and you'll find the link to the tickets. It's great. You can also see everyone that's participating, whether it's wineries or, or restaurants and other purveyors. Yeah. Right. Very and you see all the details. Right. Now you talked mm-hmm. You talked about, uh, you know, the grand tradition and, and the last five decades. Obviously, your family is very much a part of that history. Uh, do you want to talk about... Uh, Pominock in particular, and how far back uh, the history of making wine here on Long Island goes with your family. Um, yeah, thank you. I mean, we are celebrating 40 years at, uh, at Pominock. It's our 40th anniversary. Uh, it was in 1983 that my parents uh, closed on what used to be a potato farm in Aquabog. And that same year, they planted our first grapevines, Riesling and Chardonnay. And so for all of the 1980s, we were grape growers selling our fruit to uh, some of the other early, you know, wineries that were already here at that time. Uh, And by 1990, uh, my parents renovated and rebuilt what used to be an old uh, potato barn, which is now our winery. And so my parents, Charles and Ursula Massoud, are still alive and well. Uh, But they're beginning to sort of, uh, beginning to, to pull back and step aside. And so my brothers, Salim and Nabil, and myself are all very involved, and all three of us have children, so there's a whole third generation that's beginning to grow up. And indeed, that's been the aspiration from the very beginning, and that is to be a multi-generational fine wine estate. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, uh, my favorite thing to ask you in our last, how is the season going? We've had a lot of rain and a lot of sun. Yeah. How how mm-hmm. How have... Uh, how is this vintage shaping up uh, both uh, for you working on the wines uh, that are in the tanks and uh, the stuff that's growing on the vines right now? So what we have in the cellar, we're really excited about. 21 and 22 are really nice vintages. I just finished bottling our 21 reds, and I'm really excited about those. Uh, and the 22 whites and rosé are mostly out and available. Excited about those. So. We've just come off two really strong vintages, and by the way, 2020 was was quite good as well. And so 23, you know, is um, you're really, really sort of beginning to have tangible uh, climate change realities, like we've never seen this this uh, smoke, uh, you know, right. in the air like we did earlier this summer. And fortunately, I mean, as as far as I know. It's mostly a non-issue for the grapes that this very early, you know, when that that occurred, there weren't even, I don't think we had even finished bloom yet. So there were no grapes to be impacted, but 
something like that would be a much bigger concern closer to harvest than that's what you hear about in the news and on the west coast when they have these wildfires but in any case but the the heat and the humidity is really the big um, challenge that we had to get through in july and uh, made it very very challenging for all the vineyard managers growers and all the folks who are doing the hard work of of doing carrying out the work in the vineyard Keeping away that, uh, that but, downy and powdery, powdery mildew and whatnot. Exactly, exactly. We, there's a lot of pressure from these organisms, um, the disease pressure, and so. But you know, we're also counting our blessings that at least we have a uh, vineyards with that are bearing fruit. Uh, vineyards in the Finger Lakes were not so lucky, unfortunately. Oh. Really sad to say that, but they had a really bad frost in May in the middle of May when they already had, you know, six to eight inches of shoot growth. And that, that was a major setback. And uh, on Long Island, we definitely dodged a bullet. We really had uh, uh, emerge from that event unscathed. So, um, you know, I think we're, we're hopeful it's going to be another good vintage. But uh, as my father says, you can't take it to the bank till it's in the tank. Anything can happen until they, the day you pick the grapes. And so it's it's way too early to pop any corks. Um, but um, I remain optimistic that 23 could be another strong vintage. Winemaker at Pominock, uh Vineyards, as well as the president of the Long Island Wine Country. The Long Island Wine Country has their 50th anniversary grand celebration at uh, the former Peconic Bay Vineyard. Uh, that's right across the street from the King yeah. Cullen Shopping it, it, Center. It, it, in it, it is Peconic Bay Vineyards. Yes. Oh, it is. They Not, kept they kept yes. the they kept the name. Yeah, 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 yep. All right, I'm 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 current now. Now I'm all caught up. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be on the 19th, Saturday at five o'clock. You can get uh, tickets and information at liwines.com. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Kareem Masood. This is Travis McEveney. And you, whoever you are out there, you just heard the tasty Tuesday segment underwritten by Southampton. Arts Center here on WLIWFM. Fantastic. I kept depleting my cup, trying to discern how much far too much is. I'd stand up, but I can't seem to bear the weight of my crutches. Yeah, I see you there, upside down. Another 
with money I could hide with you. You saw me out on the street in this fast car I could drive with you. You sat there in the next seat. Hitchhiker in this car with me, a voice so tender and so sweet. It was cold on that rainy night, except the warmth when strangers meet. Shepherd, wake me from this darkness, take me out. I've been asleep. Shepherd, save me from this life you gave me. I we lost sheep. Do millennials and divergent works? Money and power, resort and fame. Her patchouli and her Birkenstocks. Next to mine, Wall Street and Main. She said, Drive with me to Woodstock. Keep on going, don't stop. Come on, leave your past behind. Come on now, we're going. No way to know him, leave it all at the exit sign. The wind blowing all around, changing thoughts in my mind. I was lost, had not been found. It's for direction, there was no sign. Flashlight on a field in Bethel. We put our ears down to the ground. It was only 50 years ago. Yet we hoped we could hear the sound. I turned to see the face of God. Her eyes disappeared in the light. She laid her hand upon my head and said, Let your generation rise. Shepherd, wake me from this darkness. Take me out. I've been asleep. Shepherd, save me this life you gave me. Rise again, word stop. Let your spirit come and don't stop to the past. Let us not be blind. Come on now, we're going with no way of knowing on the tracks that leave behind. Jack Lecitra to the Nancy Atlas Project, John DeVello and Nico Patton on deck. Lots of local music right here on locally supported WLIWFM. Let's go. 
Figuring out if I'm going to lead you into the NPR news break with Pokey Lafarge or The Clash. In the meanwhile, how's some Nico Patton here on WLI WFM? I'm wound up tight, a ticking time bomb. My head is full of doubt and fear. You speak my. Lost and found from the Water Bird record. I'm going to go back to 79. Lead you into the NPR news break with the clash is lost in the supermarket from the London Calling record of 1979. Deep bow to all our guests this morning. Asani Walford, Daniel Arias, Mark McLaughlin, Kareem Masood, our underwriters, Peconic Landing and Southampton Arts Center. And all of you listener supporters of WLI, WFM out there. I'm Gianna Volpe. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. You're listening to WLIWFM, news you can trust, music you love. I can no longer 
Shabbat Shalom. I came in here for a special offer.